Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. We're rolling. We're rolling. Welcome back, Maggie. Hey, Rich. Welcome to episode 31. 31. Fresh off of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and a little break. Shout out to TJ for doing that uh, the little, um, what do we call that? Intermission interlude Teaser? for us? Yeah. What did you think of that? I, I heard it just this morning, actually. Okay. I loved it. Oh, the energy was high. Uh, the, the words were on. So thanks, TJ. Thanks and, for getting that recorded and yeah. released. And I didn't even know. I asked you. I was like, hey, is that thing? did you guys get that thing up? And you're like, it's already up. It's already done. Love that. That's what a team is for. So. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was, uh, it was good. It was good. We went just, a, just over two hours downstate from here uh, to be with Christine's dad's side of the family. Um, his, uh, her uncle's house okay it's um it's out that way we got to stop at this this isn't the highlight necessarily but it was a highlight we got to stop at this coffee drive-through oh that i was aware of but had never been able to go to because it was it was kind of down that way it was it's like an hour from here so we stopped at the one just off of the newberg yeah exit and mm-hmm. the place is called ready coffee company okay uh ready coffee and it's like it's like a you can't even go inside. It's just drive-through coffee, but it's like a it's like specialty. Like they have a real espresso machine in there, a real grinder. I could see it through the window, and it's like a it's like the perfect mix between like a, like a Dunkin', like it's like a homey Dunkin' vibe, except specialty coffee. Hmm. But it's like they got frozen coffees, so it's it's not it's that right up your alley. It, it was cool. It was cool. It was much better than I expected. Not to like diminish anything, but. I didn't expect it to be that good for being as, I don't know, um, as like fast service, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as uh, as as it was. So it was cool. Uh, but yeah, and then we went to family's house and had dinner and all that. We brought Oliver down, obviously, and that was good. He slept like halfway of, of the ride on the way down, and like at, when we got to that coffee place, we got to feed him in the car, and then. I think he was awake for the rest of the ride, but that was fine. And then he slept on the way home. So when you have a kid, so a baby, so much of like what you do just revolves around <laughs> their sleep, their sleep, or their yeah, exactly. It just revolves around them, you know. And when we got there, uh, there was from the other side of the family. Um, Christine's uncle is uh, his wife, so Christine's aunt by marriage. Her side of the family also is at a lot of these things. And so um, her son and his wife and their young kids were also at the thing. So again, it was just like the whole kind of thing revolves around the kids, you know? It's interesting mm-hmm. to, to see that. Christine was commenting on that. Anyway, so it was it was good. Good time. Cool. Sounds that was like the, fun. That was, that was on Thanksgiving Day, so that was our main thing. Uh, we had a Friendsgiving the night before with our like church small group. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We had some friends visiting from Madison, Wisconsin. So it was a family of four. Cool, cool. And we hosted my parents and um, our friends and their two kids and then two friends. And we had, it was just kind of like, it felt more like a Friendsgiving. Full house. Than an actual Thanksgiving because like none of my siblings were there. Yeah. Interesting. Which was like kind of different because I have six siblings and um we kind of do a big family Thanksgiving every other year, every two years. And we did that last year. So this year I think everybody just was like home or with you know free range the, the spouse's family or whatever. So Yeah. Cool. You had yeah. to borrow up some of your staging stuff. For oh the, my gosh! <laughs> to accommodate. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, our house is under construction, and the addition where 
me and Brandon, where, where our primary bedroom is going to be in the future, is like still completely under construction. And um, we had to clean up that entire room because there were sheets of drywall and tools and tables and like wood. And just it was just a dump zone, for lack of a better word. And it didn't even have a door. It just had yeah. a plastic sheet covering the doorway. And so leading up to this visit, we were like planning on placing our friends and their two girls in that room because we only have three bedrooms. And so we've got our kid in his bedroom and then our bedroom where we are now and then the new bedroom that's not done yet, but it's under construction. It's big enough for four people. So we clean that space up. We put cardboard down over the, like, like it's called ram board, this like yeah. construction cardboard. I've seen it. Yeah. I've and, used it. Yeah. And then we um, pulled our guest bed out from, from storage. And then we set up Brandon's Boy Scouts tent, like actually set it up and then put two twin mattresses that on either side of the tent and then like made the beds and we like hung twinkle lights uh, wow. um, on the top of the tent and we had like a whole like camp out experience for the girls and they loved it that it was so fun. fun it was so magical they loved it so like that way like they had their own little room yeah. inside of the room where they kept all their suitcases and their stuffies and all that stuff and then there was the other side of the the um the, the bedroom and then the downstairs addition is where we ate our thanksgiving meal under like again construction zone no walls <laughs> only insulation right. string of construction lights um i brought in a rug from my trailer I brought in like pillows, bedding, ottomans, coffee tables, dining table, dining chairs. I mean, um, I borrowed a lot of stuff from Welcome Home Co. for Thanksgiving this year. And uh, as you saw. Generous. <laughs> yeah. Putting it all back. Right. Before it goes, before all that stuff goes to its new temporary home. Yeah. I, uh, well, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and I stumbled upon your little cleanup job yeah. <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, um, nice. nice. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good holidays. Setup. We love them. Uh, do you want to talk about what you've been listening to lately? I am on to a new podcast. It's new to me, I should say. It's like seventy or eighty episodes deep, so it's not that new. But they do release weekly. It's called the Valor Coffee Podcast. The Valor Coffee Valor Podcast. Valor Coffee Podcast. Oh. And Valor is a coffee company out of Georgia. Alpharetta, maybe? Is it anything like House Coffee Podcast? It is It is like House Coffee Podcast, except it is all coffee. And no house. And no house. Uh, but that's okay. It, so it's, it's more like, it's more like Cat and Cloud Coffee okay. Podcast. Mm -hmm. Cat and Cloud podcast, which I have referenced often on this pod. Mm -hmm. Now, the way I even know about Valor is because they were on the Cat and Cloud podcast several years ago when they were starting out and when they were not yet roasting their own coffee and they were carrying Cat and Cloud coffee. So they were a partner of theirs and then they were starting out. And they also started out, and this was always inspiring to me when we were starting out, they had they were they started as a pop-up and they basically had a coffee cart that they hold up inside of a co-working space. So, th so that was their first coffee shop, quote unquote, was this coffee espresso bar that was inside of a, of a shared space. And that was always an inspiring model to me. Um, I think by the time, I don't know if I, they, I can't remember if they pre-date us or not, but it was in the time when we were doing pop-ups and had a coffee cart kind of vibe going, you know, on the side. <clears throat> And so, yeah, I've just kind of like they've stayed on my radar. And now they have a podcast as well because they are now roasting their own coffee. And when you roast your own coffee, you need to advertise so that you can sell it online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one of the ways to help sell your coffee is to also 
increase education around coffee and um, and just be reaching out. So, so that is they got on my radar. I think because I don't remember how they've kind of been on my radar with the podcast because we follow actually our page follows them on Instagram. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you've seen any of their clips. And basically, they make a clip for every one of their podcasts. And okay. there's three owners in that company, and so that it goes back and forth between them. And then, uh, so I always end up popping Instagram open and like seeing the clip from the from the episode. And then one the, one of their more recent ones, they had they interviewed this. They had another guy on the episode where um, they interviewed him. Another, actually, no, he's based in South Carolina uh, with a with a somewhat famous coffee company in, within the specialty industry called Methodical Coffee. So they had the owner and founder of Methodical Coffee, one of the one of the founders on one of the more recent episodes and he was talking about his startup phase which is I think like nine years ago at this point Uh, so they were drawing inspiration from him and just asking him all kinds of questions and it was pretty inspiring to listen to that conversation all around because it got me it got me thinking about why I'm doing what I'm doing and it, (laughs) it got me thinking about like how it got me thinking about what inspires me in coffee and in the in in I say in coffee I mean like in the coffee industry and like the hospitality restaurant industry it got me thinking like there's more to it than just coffee there's more to it than just the drink there's or the or the product there's this whole you're trying to craft this whole experience and I think we've talked about this kind of thing but you're doing everything with intention and you're trying to elevate this cafe experience. It's all around, based around coffee, but like every part of the, the experience is, is built with design. And I think that, you know, Cat and Cloud, they were always on that as well. And that's maybe where I first got thinking about that. So it doesn't surprise me that now I'm, you know, wherever I see that thread, I'm like, I'm like following that through. And um, yeah, so I saw a clip from from one of those guys. Uh, they're also always talking about on the Valor podcast. They're they're often talking about starting a cafe and and advice to people who are thinking about starting a cafe. And I think that was actually what the clip was about that caught my attention. But then I went and listened to that episode and got thinking all those other thoughts. But anyway, that's what was the takeaway? What I've been thinking. What was one about. of your takeaways from that? Um, if you if you can share, I just. Um, gosh, sometimes when you hear something that's like really setting a high standard, right? Like you just, you hear people talking about something and it's like, man, they're, they're talking on such a high level, like with such a, such a cool, like ideal. And then you end up hearing that and you end up measuring yourself against that. Right. And so like you, you see a perfect standard or your sense of a perfect standard and, and, and you hear that and then you measure yourself against it. You see yourself falling short and asking yourself okay what's what's the gap you know why am I not quite up to that standard or how am I not up to that standard so I don't necessarily have a huge concrete takeaway that's like positive as much as I walked away with some questions about where I am right now Mm -hmm. which I'm going to reserve because it's for a future pod it's for like five minutes from now after you tell me what you've been listening to (laughs) okay well then all right. So what I've been listening to, um, I'm going to ask you a question, but this has to do with what I've been listening to. And it, if, if it's too deep of an answer, I mean, a too deep of a question, this, it has something to do with what I'm listening to. So Rich. No questions too deep on the house. Podcast. <laughs> All right. Well then, if you could find out when you are going to die, would you want to know? Yeah, I think I would. You would? I think I like would. Like if you, if you, if something showed up at your doorstep and told you, open this box and it will tell you when <laughs> yeah. you're going to die, you would look at it? For sure. That's so funny because I would not. Yeah. Not, not That's a That's because I you have a not. lot more going for you than I feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me more. I don't know. Like I okay. So the book I'm listening to is called The Measure, and the author is Nikki Ehrlich. It's a very popular book. A lot of people have recommended it. Young House Love actually recommended it, and 
I've been listening to it. The basic premise of the book is, um, and I'm not ruining, I'm not going to ruin anything. So there are no spoilers. Heard. Um, the book begins with everybody in the entire world at the exact same time. A box shows up at their do- at their doorstep. Nobody knows where they came from. Nobody knows the origin of this box. Inside the box is a string. And the string indicates the measure of how much that person's life, life is left for that person. So there are short stringers and long stringers and like people in between. And the story follows several different characters of different string lengths and their perspective on this this what's happening throughout like their life so that's fascinating it is so fascinating and it's just it just brings up all of these ethical questions yeah. within the book because one person, one of the characters is a politician running for a president. One of the characters is um, in the army. One is a journalist. One is like, there's just all, like, there's literally a whole spectrum of characters and ages. And it's just, it's just really fascinating. And to see how they're, they go about life now that these strings are part of life and yeah. and going forward they they establish early on that you get the string on your 21st birthday so from going forward like anybody who turns 21 no matter where you are not even if you're home or whatever if you, you can be on vacation like a string just shows up outside your door and it it inside the box it tell it the it gives you the measure of how much time you have left to live and if that happened to me, I would not look in the box. But you can't destroy the string. You can't destroy the box. You can't. It's it's an indestructible thing. Can you not look, look you at it? You cannot look. You can choose not to look at it. Interesting. And some of the characters choose not to look at it. But there are. I, I don't want to ruin it. Which is but, an ethical thing in itself. An ethical question in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so. The book is called The Measure. I'm about halfway through it, and it is, it's so good. Sorry for this technical question, but how do they know the relative, how do they translate the relative, like the length of the string to the relative length as, of life? As the story goes on, look, nobody knows what the strings are at first when they arrive because oh. they just they just show up, and they're <sighs> like, what are these strings? And everybody's opening their boxes and seeing these strings, and they're like, what does this mean? But everybody in the world gets one so they determine and like as people start dying they're figuring out like oh they, they kind of put two and two together about like oh this person had a short string so that must mean they had a shorter life and wow um then like as the story goes on like there's like scientific researchers who research the like material of the string and then there's like these websites that you could go on to de- to like determine the length of your string and what it means and then all these ethical questions of like should you be forced to open your box and look at it or right. should you be forced to share that the length of your string if you are in a relationship with somebody (laughs) and or if you're dating or if you're like want to date somebody do you share the length of your string does it does that matter like it's just it's just is this an original idea i think so i think so wow i'm sure people have written about this kind of concept before but not in this way yeah this is really interesting it brings up so many questions and then there are like some countries in the book that when you get your string, like you're not allowed to see it. They just, cause, oh my gosh, I can't, There's I can't so get it. Like, many, like, they thought of everything. In some countries, they make you look at your string cause they want to know, they want everyone to register in a registry how much time they have left, if they're a short stringer or a long stringer. And 
Um, it it just brings up all of this. This is like giver level. Do you remember the giver? I never read the giver. You didn't read the giver? No. Dude, didn't you go to public school? I did. Bruh, you got to read the giver and or watch it. Okay, because right, it's right, actually right. on uh, Netflix now. Okay, I'll put it. Oh, Jeff really? Bridges is the main, he's the no giver. Way. And then um, Brenton Thwaite, I think is his name, who is the uh, lead character in, in the Titans live action. Mm-hmm. Um. Is the is the main kid in the movie? All right, uh, I'll check it out. Dude, I can't believe you didn't read, everyone reads that in school. I know. There's a copy of Storied. Oh, as really? As soon as you walk in the front door, it's right on the it's right on the bookcase. All right, set it aside for me. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still there. So anyway, yeah, so that's the measure. It's like you. It's like a dystopia kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But it's utopia slash dystopia mm-hmm. kind of vibe, and this is an interesting like thought provoking very thought provoking and it sounds really well thought out very well thought out very well written i haven't been like excited about a book especially like a non-fiction mm-hmm. kind of thing like that maybe maybe like any longer than i can remember because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't read that much it's despite very, selling books. but it's like but that's it's a page turner like something i could get into it's that's a, a page turner i think cool. you would really is it new when it come out newish i think like within the last year or two, I okay. think. Um, Sometimes I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's that sounds called, like the kind of book that would like take the world by storm. I well, it has in like the people that I follow. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, all right. You said that was on the podcast. Yeah. Interesting. The measure. Super cool. Well, check that out, people. Uh, and I'll join you. Hopefully Maybe I'm, that can be our. Hopefully, I'm like. Oh, our book club. Now we can swing back because it's about to be January. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Twenty twenty four. We I can know. swing back to the house coffee pod uh-huh. uh, book club. Idea yeah. that we um, literally started with back in last January. I know. <laughs> <or> February. <laughs> Man. So many books. Good times. I have good to times. read still. I know. Um, so today we're just doing a catch-up episode, today right? Today's a chill, casual conversation. So if you've been it's following along the last few weeks, obviously we skipped last week. Thanks for hanging in because it was Thanksgiving. Maybe you heard TJ um, give us a 30-second little mm-hmm. clip in the middle there, or you can go check that out. Uh, we did two weeks before that we've been talking about business models and we will resume the business model conversation because um, I'm insisting because <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun with it it's been basically looking at nine components of a business model based on this video that we watched uh, and recommended in those episodes and what I like about about this kind of thing I don't know if you've have if you have this similar experience, but when I when I work through a concept like that, then I start filtering my life through that concept, you know. And so I'm like, now I'm hearing, cluing into people talking about business models, and I'm cluing into the way people are talking about businesses, and I'm filtering it through this grid that we're learning about business models that we're ultimately applying to our own businesses and filtering our own businesses through it as we kind of evaluate that. So we're going to continue that. Um, at least one more episode, maybe a couple, because we're only like halfway through the nine parts. But that's not for today, because we didn't have a lot of time by the time we got going today, and um, we were coming off a holiday, and I feel like we just gotta, yeah, gotta so come back to, to the table, on. you know, you know. So um, yeah, so we'll table that for next week. But uh, that's a cool little ride we've been on. So thanks for following along there. I. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to you want to say or lead with? That's we talked no. about our holidays. We talked um, about what we're listening to. Did I ask you a question before that you said save it? Yeah. Well, that's uh, so. I have a question for you. Okay. Shoot. Okay. All right. So I I almost was ready to start a whole episode with this and just like not even warn you at all and not even say anything and just just like hit you with this question. Yeah, I'm still on the edge of my seat. Ah. <sighs> So we'll just so I'll do it right in the middle of this episode. <laughs> but I've been I've had this question that um that I've been thinking about lately. After listening to the podcast that I was talking about before, and then thinking through everything, you know, just always got just always got so much going on. And I just I found myself I found myself like deep like in one of those deep holes, you know. You, just one of those deep thought holes, it's like mm-hmm. not a spiral out of control situation, or, or necessarily, or like a, a depressive situation. Just like a, just like a question. And uh, and here's my question to you, Maggie. 
How do you stay inspired? How do I stay inspired? Um, I don't know. That's a very good question. How do you stay inspired? Let me let me break this open a little bit more. Let me let me expand this out. Yeah. All right. Because when you think about it, that's a big that's a big question. Mm -hmm. One you can it's apply that general. in a lot of different ways. It's kind of general, exactly. So, how do you stay inspired in the midst of your like vision for your business? Okay. Or your your pursuit, which is still kind of broad, still kind of general, but like when the when things when the pressure's on, and things are going, maybe and and maybe there's a pretext here to where it's like, maybe there's a pretext where things are kind of out of control or things are are not quite. You're, you're, you got this standard, you got this measure that you're you're seeing and you're not living up to it and you can't even see the path there sometimes. Or like for, for me, um, I've talked about this before probably, but you get so bogged down in, the, in being in your business, just running your business that you lose sight of like the big picture, why you got started, why you're doing this in the first place, whatever this is, right? How do you stay inspired? How do you keep going when it's tough or or out of reach? Hmm. Or take it more broadly and just talk to me. Just inspire me. Just talk to me. <laughs> um, the first thing I do when I'm feeling uninspired, we'll say, sure. or I'm feeling um, stuck is I journal. That's something, that's a habit that I've kept going over the past several years. Journaling is a big um, fog lifter for me. And when I can't sort out the chaos in my head and I'm feeling just like overwhelmed by everything, I journal. And I just write stuff down, unfiltered, just exactly how I feel. And sometimes just putting pen to paper and writing the ridiculousness that is in my brain, knowing that no one's going to read it. I'm probably never going to reread it. And it's it's just to get it off my chest and off out of my head. It's sometimes like you just kind of name what's what's bothering you and you just get it down there and then you need it to like you almost need for it to like pass through you in order for you to like move on from it so I sometimes find it's actually like kind of a concept of big magic I talked about a book I was listening to several episodes ago with creativity and how Elizabeth Gilbert the author kind of personifies personifies creativity as something that moves in and through and um, out of people. And so for me, with, with inspiration, if I'm feeling stuck, I just write stuff down to get it out of my head. And if that doesn't, like, solve my immediate... Um, need for like clarity. Then I'll scroll through my podcasts, and I I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk because Gary Vaynerchuk is very motivational for me, and I can sometimes find a soundbite or a thirty minute episode that's just about like business or entrepreneurship or social media or just something to help me refocus and get get back to the thing that I know I need to do. Um, because oftentimes I think when I'm when I'm feeling uninspired or I'm feeling stuck, it's because there's something I need to do that I don't want to do, that I'm avoiding. 
And when I'm avoiding something, I tend to pile on a bunch of other stuff and, and like make that the thing that I have to do Interesting. to avoid the thing that I know I should be doing. That's like what procrastination, that's like the definition of yeah. how procrastination works. Right. Um, that's an interesting link. So to give you like a real life example, I am so far behind on my invoices for Welcome Home Co. staging. I have invoices that date back to July that I haven't billed out yet. Wow. And that, like, just thinking about it stresses me out. And I can't think about anything else that I want to accomplish because I need to finish my invoices. And Joe reminds me, Brandon reminds me, I remind me, it's on my to-do list. And, and like, it's just... It's stuff like Brandon's like, we have bills we need to pay. We are, we just did this. We just bought this shed. We just, and he's like, you are so far behind on your invoices, Maggie. Like you need to get paid. Right. And um, so that stresses me out that yeah. I've got that hanging over me. Oh, and when, gosh. when that's hanging over me, um, I feel like I can't do anything else but I'm avoiding the thing I need to do. So I, sh- I should be doing, you know, social media stuff or planning for next year. And I'm going to make a confession right now that I still have to finish my LLC for Welcome Home Co., which nice. I haven't fully finished yet. I it's, that like, it's like almost finished, but like not fully finished. Um, so like all these little things, um, that sort of like weigh me down, that is the stuff that prevents me from feeling inspired because I feel so bogged down by all those other things. So you know what I did yesterday? Tell me. I sent an invoice. (laughs) Cause I was like, this is really weighing me down. And I just kind of, I'm trying to like revert back to the whole atomic habits thing where it's like, don't try and sit down and send 12 invoices at once. Like send one. Yeah. And then you got one done. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I've been trying to be easy on myself about that because I love staging and I love what I do. And as you've said before, you would do it for free. I would do it for free. (laughs) And, but that's not why I'm in business. Right. Um, And as you witnessed earlier today, I'm like getting my trailer ready. And as, as we are speaking now, Brandon is taking my trailer from my house to another property and I have to, I got another one coming up and it's just like, oh my goodness, it's amazing that I have staging jobs, but it's like, I yeah. need to finish these invoices. The admin side of the admin of life side of things is, is, the worst. is really no the worst. Fun. That's a struggle for me. So that's that's what um, keeps me from feeling uninspired. Yeah, because it's it it weighs me down. And um, so the one thing I do to feel inspired is try to like get the practical stuff out of the way Mm -hmm. so it leaves room for the creative stuff that is really interesting to hear all of that i relate really hard even on the invoice level yeah for any of you out there saying like how can you not be sending your invoices like that's how you get paid that's your revenue Mm -hmm. stream (laughs) uh i totally i totally relate it's like you don't and it's so it's so stupid too because you're like I do have bills to pay but you justify not sending invoices by saying Mm -hmm. but I mean they're not that urgent Mm -hmm. and I got enough over here like it'll Mm -hmm. it's it's working I mean real talk that is like the biggest argument that Brandon and I have is like me not sending my invoices 
I also like I don't know your invoicing and I don't know what you have to bill for and how you calculated that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a whole process. It is a whole process. He, he even built me a spreadsheet for oh it. Oh my gosh. Well, then you have. <laughs> I have no excuse. I can't excuse. even be on your side. I know. <laughs> I'm not even. But a, I do relate because. That's, that's why it's always such a thing because he's like, I made you an effing spreadsheet. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. He like took care <laughs> of you and you're like, uh. But so like I, I bring coffee to Visher Ferry every week mm-hmm. um out of my coffee order mm-hmm. like I, I order coffee weekly from crew and then i bring coffee for the for our espresso blend to visher ferry and uh but i kind of like so you know i get we, we get our we get our monthly you know fee um for my work there for stories work there but then the supplies are are on top of that because they would have been getting their own supplies anyway so i'm kind of just replacing and, and getting our costs uh, covered for those and but so then like what I end up with is this pile of of coffee like bags and and just quantity I've been bringing it in week by weeks but I've been kind of billing it on like a monthly basis um, to get the, the reimbursement and that so I have it at home like I have this pile of coffee bags at home that that's right now I, the way I'm quantifying it um, I just go through and count the number which sounds so simple but it's actually a lot more um, I have to make sure I'm, I'm being mm-hmm. accurate because I don't want to overcharge and, yep. uh, you know, and it's, it's this, and it's a process to like go yep. through and be like, and then I have to like check the date when, when did I bill through the last time? Cause it's never mm-hmm. right on the month. You know, it's always like a few days mm-hmm. before, a few days after the start of the month. And, uh, and just this like thing that I need like time to sit down and yeah. think about and, and work through and, uh, and, and, and don't have the luxury of, so yeah. I, uh, so there's that, and then there's like other other supplies and things. It's tedious. It's yes, it's tedious. Payroll too. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit this, but like, you know, I'm I'm for storied. We do our we do our payroll through Square, but there's still work I have to do to get the tips calculated and and get everyone's like time cards updated because everyone forgets to clock in or out or whatever, and so I've got to go through and kind of like work out work that all out. And uh, you know, everyone gets paid, but but not always in a timely manner, but it's because of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all the same kind of stuff. Yeah, I have to bill for my time, for Joe's time, and Brandon's time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I have to calculate all of that, in, right. which isn't that big of a deal, but then I have to like remember how much time each person was at the property working. And now you got to think back to July. And I got to think back to... <laughs> yeah, and I do actually... like. You probably have the records. I text Joe. Yeah. Like when we finish a job, I text Joe the amount of hours like I was there and he right. was there and the address and everything. So when I go back so and the do my data's in, there. the data's there. But you still have to compile but it. But I still have to compile it. it. I, yeah. I, I get it. I totally get mm-hmm. it. But and I'm glad you share that all that example because that's that's a good example. And then I and I can relate to that kind of thing. I think that's the kind of thing. So take that and multiply it by, I don't know, three, five different kind or add three or five other administrative tasks that you're supposed to be doing and you know talk about tax we didn't even talk about taxes i don't know where you are in that oh. but like catching up on taxes and stuff i mean here's here's my dirty laundry right <laughs> we just we're we're still filing our 2021 taxes right now mm-hmm. so i did know that yeah and and even 2022 is is on deck um, we still stand to be timely with 23, mm-hmm. uh, but like, you know, that's, uh, that's a reality for people. And mm-hmm. so you just like, it's such an overwhelming project. And then on top of that, you're, you gotta go be a, a realtor or a stager or, mm-hmm. uh, or a barista, you know, and, and I got to do that in two different businesses. And it's just like, it gets to be so much. And then you forget like, gosh, I got into this to serve people and give them a, a happy face with like mm-hmm. my whole heart every day. And, uh, and you show up with like, you show up all sullen with like half hearted and it's, it's, there's a lot to get bogged down in. Why do you ask? Cause I'm, cause I, okay. So then, cause I'm trying to figure it out myself here. Okay. I ask because I think it's so important to stay inspired. Mm. You you have to stay inspired, mm-hmm. and I forget that until I like catch a cool podcast or hear other people who are kind of leading the way or have been through it or are in the midst of it. 
um, who are living in line with their vision, or even if they're talking through struggling through that vision, or different times that they've they've felt like they missed the mark. You hear other people, and then you remember like, oh wow, I'm I mean, I'm still in. You, there's like the spark of inspiration. It's like wow, yeah. I still feel that inspiration to do this, and it it reignites the vision. And I I found that when I was listening to this podcast recently. And I know something that could help. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm not just, I'm not saying this is a prescription for all, but. Um, Dr. Maggie. <laughs> yeah. I Have you ever heard of the artist's way? Uh, through you? Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> that. That sounds familiar. Maybe that book about it and that workbook changed my life. It is literally like therapy in a book. It's a very well-known um, book, and it is all about, um, like, channeling and finding your inner creative self and, like, finding inspiration through the exercises in the book. And it's, it's, you're supposed to do it in 12 weeks. Each chapter is, is one week. And throughout the course of the book, you're supposed to do your morning pages and you're supposed to journal three pages every day. Once a week, you're supposed to take yourself on an artist date, a solo artist date by yourself. And you are supposed to, um, like, you, you channel, like, some of the questions, like, make you go back to, like, your six-year-old self or your 11-year-old self and like there are very specific questions about times in your life um one of the exercises is like writing a letter to somebody who had like an impact on you and you don't have to send it you just have to write the letter and um you it's just it's making you go through um the things that block a lot of people and it forces you through those blocks. And there's um, it, the artist way is like recognizes that even if you don't believe in God, she talks about God in the book as like, um, as like a belief. And then she also refers to an enemy called the censor. And the censor is, is somebody is is the enemy who censors your creativity and your inspiration. And so throughout the book, you have to like block your censor because the censor is keeping you is is basically lying to you. And she also equates doubts you have as lies. And so anytime you have a doubt, you have to like name the doubt and then tell it it's a lie. And so Throughout the course of this book, you're journaling, you're getting these, you're getting the thoughts out of your head that are censoring your creativity. Even if they're ridiculous, you are like tapping into like your younger self, tapping into yourself at 90 years old and like making all these goals and, and having all these ridiculous creative visions that may or may not ever come to fruition, but you're just giving yourself that permission to dream and like open yourself up to um synchronicity and like all these other like some some people might call like woo woo but that book had a significant impact on me and I think that it's how like I had the courage to start Welcome Home Co because I did that I went through the exercise of the artist way during um like March 2020 during COVID and throughout that time and like throughout going through the exercises, I had a lot of like creative things and I bought a ton of donate domain names <laughs> for businesses <laughs> I've never started, but I had a ton of ideas. That's actually how I know that's how Estate Pearl started, which was my Etsy business that I pursued for a hot minute. But I got that out of me. I got that out of my system and I like... I, I did it. I, I did the Etsy shop. I did the vintage clothes. And I, and I was like, you know what? That's not for me. And I said, like, I buried that. And I was like, okay, I'm done with that. Like, I, I'm, I don't need to do it but anymore. But Welcome Home Co. was something that was, like, inside me somewhere. 
that came out during doing the exercises of the artist's way. And so that is why I write every day because it's, it's a non-negotiable for the artist's way. You have to write every morning. That's just part of it. And it, it doesn't matter what you write. Yeah. It can literally be anything. It can literally be gibberish or I hate writing for three pages. <laughs> it like doesn't matter. It's uh-huh. just you're getting it off your brain. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You have mentioned that, but I don't think you've talked through so much of it before. Yeah. Well, that's really cool to hear. Good resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worth checking out. Yeah. I, uh, I think, I think it's really important to stay inspired. I think it's the only, it's the only way. And mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to get stuck and feel bogged down and just mm-hmm. like lose that sight and lose the sense of inspiration. And uh, I found myself after that, after listening to a conversation between all those guys and thinking, I think I listened to it in the car on the way home from our Thanksgiving thing. Cause it was, You're talking a, about the Valor it was a long drive. Yeah. The one where they interviewed the guy from methodical and they were all just talking about inspiration and getting started and keeping it going. And you know what? I literally, yeah, I literally took out a Sharpie from my pocket. I couldn't even see because it was dark in the car, but I wrote the words stay inspired on Mm. the back of my hand, literally while I'm driving, just one hand. I Mm. I wrote stay inspired in the dark. I looked at it later. It was all like, you know, Mm -hmm. sloppy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I took a picture of it. We could post that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. Send it to me. But like it just was one. I don't have tattoos, but if I were going to get a tattoo... I think that would, that would be like apropos. Mm-hmm. That would be the the kind of thing I need to just mm. remind myself of. And uh, so shout out to those guys for helping me feel, re- remember the importance of that and helping me feel inspired in that moment. And they're speaking to me because they're, you know, in the same industry and doing this, going for the same thing I'm trying to do. And uh, I think just in the face of the struggles of like the smallest business that I, you know, I, I don't run a small business. I run I run a smallest business and <laughs> we were just talking about it today. You were yeah. sitting at the counter in the shop with me today and we were just brainstorming different things and yeah. how we might have to, how I'm thinking about changing my entire model of how we operate. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the future, but maybe as we talk more about business models, I can talk yeah. about some of those ideas, but yeah, it's just like, how do we stay inspired? Because frankly, we have to, it's just the only way to keep going through the suck yeah that happens and so thanks yeah thanks for sharing that uh perspective thanks for asking some resources and you know that's our goal like we're trying to stay inspired here and inspire others and i think i think we have to stay inspired in spite of the like i don't want to say negativity but in spite of the struggle that it is to do anything on your own with limited with limitations and so many forces conspiring against you sometimes it's just like how do you keep it going and there's probably a very real question in there somewhere too of like how do you know when to call it quits mhm you know how do you how do you know like despite the fact that i might be inspired like this is just not going to go anywhere in its current form that's also not a question we're about to even mm-hmm. start answering but but there's that's in there too. It's like how do you how do you know when that's actually the call you need to make? Or how do I know I'm just like in a slump? I need to just stay inspired mm-hmm. and that's gonna see me through or over this mm-hmm. this this slump, you know, and, and to the, I think the it's finish that. line. And I think that's I'm trying to believe that that's where it is. I know we're what. looking at a full solid year more mm-hmm. of like the current of some current limitations Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to see through that finish like through to that finish line and what it's going to take to get there. And that's where for me, I'm really trying to Mm -hmm. stay inspired because the reality is we got a difficult year ahead where very many of my visions and my things that I got into business for are going to be on hold and it's affecting my family. Mm -hmm. It's affecting my, my relationship with my wife but also like my relationships Mm -hmm. it's just it's just permeating everything 
about my existence and uh and without you know being real specific about the the specifics around that it's just like it's just the current sit life it's the current situation 100% related to my business which is my work related to my work it's yeah. affecting everything about my life and it's it is going to be that way for another year we're talking we're talking i'm a, i'm looking at jobs i'm looking at a part-time job that i can fit into my life with what hours right mm-hmm. i'm like literally i was looking at amazon jobs online mm-hmm. <laughs> that are four hour shifts from mm-hmm. 8 35 to 12 35 8 p.m to 12 a.m i'm 12 30 a.m mm-hmm. i'm looking at like can i do this mm-hmm. you know because because like it's it's part of this whole equation and so i'm just like there's so much to to balance and i, I need to figure out some some there's so many details to figure out mm-hmm. and there's like we need more money <laughs> just, there's so much to it and all that's to say like i'm trying to stay inspired in the midst yeah. of it. i'm trying to get through this next year and hang on so that 2025 looks really different mm-hmm. from how the last seven years leading up to mm-hmm. it have looked which is nuts i know that's nuts but it's also like just mm-hmm. a, it's also like quote unquote just a year, <laughs> you know. In the grand scheme of things, I'll look back on this period and what what's a decade, you know? What's five years? What's ten years? When you are at the end of your long string, and it's like, it's like yeah, there was that there was that year, there was that five years we did that thing. There was that ten years. It's ultimately not that much, but in the middle of it, it feels like everything. Yeah. I can I can relate on a different level. Yeah. <laughs> I can. And I want to talk so about I think a lot about that. I have we have to wrap things up because totally. I have to go pick up my kid, Same. but my kid. Um <laughs> Your kid. Actually, you have to, Christine you have to, picked up. You have to, okay. We're all good. Good. Cool. Sweet. But um I want to talk to you about regrets sometime. Regrets. We can we can get into it um after we finish up the business model. Cool. Combo. Good. I'm glad we got to have this question on the table yeah. now and rather than like me wait on it later because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said anything differently. It would have been the same conversation. It would just yeah. would have been four episodes from now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's totally right. fine. Um, before we wrap up, we should ask our audience like what they think and what they do to stay inspired. Yeah. I would honestly love to know. Um, so you can reach out to us. You know the channels House Coffee Podcast at Gmail or send us a DM. Seriously, what do you do to stay inspired or be inspired or what do you do in a slump we do you have resources do you have books podcasts gurus anything please tell us and we would love to share that with the greater audience true tell us your stories yeah till next time all righty later love y'all